It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. Today, I've decided to share a few stories about sugar dog. <laughs> oh yeah, every sugar mom has to have a sugar dog or two. But some of the jams and situations that the two of us have gotten ourselves into are ridiculous. So much so that I don't even know if you'll relate. I find them even hard to believe. Let me begin. I have a lot of kids, but I came to Dallas to take this job, and my kids were old enough that they could live with their dad and fly back and forth as I was doing to see them. It's been a lot of traveling, a lot of chaos. I never wanted to get a dog because of this fact. I've always had a pet in my life since the day I was born. So these last three and a half years have felt maybe a bit of a relief at times, but also very melancholy because I'm used to having something to cuddle with or talk to or nurture. Well, at least a child. I had five, for goodness sake. As a result, my kids have been pushing me to get a dog. Mom, you can't live without a dog. Yes, I can. I come to see you all the time. I'd have to deal with dog sitting. You know the deal. Peeing on the carpet. One of my favorite things. Not. Eventually, I caved. My eldest recently moved to Dallas with her boyfriend. They have their dog. And they'd come bring me that dog just to show me. Look, Mom, remember what a dog is? Wouldn't you love to have a new dog in your house? Mom, what's wrong with you? All right already. I'm FaceTimed by one. I'm texted by another. Another one is calling me. This one showing me. I finally said, take me to the shelter. Just take me to the shelter. I'll look. Maybe something will grab my attention. Maybe it won't. I'm not going to be pressured into this. I have to make this decision. I went to the dog shelter with my eldest, and we walked around inside, and we saw a bunch of beautiful little puppies and older dogs. My heart broke with every cage that I passed. What happens to them after somebody doesn't take them? I asked somebody that worked there, and they said, Well, we either transfer them to another shelter or we hold on to them for as long as we can, and then their voice would trail off. And Oh, I knew I had made the biggest mistake of my life when I walked in that door. Because how do you walk out with just one? You know you want more than one because you're saving lives. And what if that one that you decide to choose is friends with another dog that's in there, like they're puppy pals? I just, I'm not good in those situations. In fact, I suck. So we walked from cage to cage, and, and she's saying, Look, Mom, look at this one. And I'm, I'm rubbing my eyes, and I'm looking the other way because I'm trapped. I know I've done the wrong thing, and yet I know it's so right. Anyway, we get to the outdoor part, and there are these chain cages. I, I'm not sure what else to call them. They're like a little hut that one or two dogs will be in at a time. And they stand about, 
I guess, five feet tall and about four feet wide. And most of them had two dogs in each, and and they're medium-sized to small-sized dogs. Well, we passed the one cage that there is this one little teeny weeny white thing. I have no idea what it was. All I know is it couldn't have been more than six pounds, and it was shivering, just not moving, except it looked like a cartoon. It was blurry because it was shivering so much. And I asked one of the people that worked there, I said, what's wrong with that dog? She's so, she's just nervous. I said, you mean like a twitch? Nervous? Like that? that's what she does all the time? No, no, no. I mean, she's outside. She's not used to being outside. She's by herself. Oh, don't touch the dogs. You're not allowed to put your fingers in the cages. Just look. If you want to touch the dogs, we have to make an appointment with the dog to bring the dog out. For you to sit with. Very rigid. Unlike what I was used to. You know, when I used to pick up a dog at the shelter, you'd go. If you liked it, you picked it up, you left. Well, so I walk around, up and down the aisles, and I keep looking over my shoulder at that little dog. And that dog never took its eyes off of me. I said to my daughter, look. And she turns and she looks back and she goes, Oh, mom. And then she tried to show me another dog just to see if I could be swayed. And I I would be nice and I would pet the dog and I'd look back over my shoulder and the dog was still trailing me. Never took its eyes off of me and blurry with all the shaking it was doing. That's all I had to say one time was the poor thing. And my daughter yells out, sold to the woman in red. (laughs) Anyway, long story short, I had to wait three days to get that dog because she hadn't cleared medical yet. And they said to me on their website, the dog's picture will pop up when the dog is available. And I work and live 10 minutes away from the shelter. Can I tell you, for three days, my eyes were glued to my PC as I've been recording and working just to see if the the picture pops up. And there it happened, like a little mugshot, except it wasn't blurry. (laughs) I ran to the shelter. I traded lunch hours with my admin and picked up this shivering little thing. You know, the tongue would come out. In, out, in, shiver, shiver. Didn't want to be touched, was scared to death. I thought I was the end all, that I could make this dog be the happiest thing in the world. And little did I know that she was actually the thing that was going to make me the happiest person in the world. I have the cutest dog in Dallas. (laughs) My daughter gets so mad at me when I say that, but it's true. But here's the deal. The one thing I forgot about (laughs) is what do you do with a new dog who's semi-trained when you have somebody over that you sleep with, sex with? What do you do with the dog? I tried everything. The first time, I put her in the bathroom that's adjacent to my bedroom. And she scratched and scratched. And I did not give in (laughs) to the dog 
<laughs> and when I went to check on her afterwards, her poor little paws were bloody. She scratched so hard that she made herself bleed. Oh, I felt so guilty. The next time I tried putting her in her cage. Well, can I tell you, this dog that never barked, never yelped, never whined, never made a sound since I've known her, howled like a freaking animal. Well, you know what I mean, like a wolf or that kind of animal. Nonstop howling. I don't even know where it came from. She's so tiny and it was so large. The next adventure, I allowed her to stay in the room with us, put her little bed in there and hoped that she'd stay in the bed. That doesn't work. All she does is jump up and down trying to get onto the bed. Thank God that she can't reach. But it sure is a distraction <laughs> to see a little white head popping up and down while you're trying to whatever. So I think really where I'm going with this is I still haven't figured it out. It's almost like I'm avoiding sex so that I don't have to deal with this anymore. What the hell is wrong with me? And it's not just that she's a distraction. It's just so weird to have somebody in the room, even if it's a dog. Some of the privacy just disappears. It feels so exhibitionist-like. But aside from all of that, I think to myself, this dog, in such a short period of time, has seen every single thing I've done that no one else in the world has ever seen. Like bad habits, hearing me talk to myself, being involved sexually, watching bathrooms. Of course, I never use the bathroom, but I've been in the bathroom while she's in the bathroom. <laughs> All of these secrets that I would never share with anyone else ever, she has been privy to. This dog, if she wanted to, could blackmail me with the scoop she's got on me. The bottom line is sex and a dog that's new just doesn't work. Which one do you give up? <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm not giving up the dog. But I'm not giving up sex either. I just have to figure it out. I wish she liked to watch TV. I'd put her in the other room, give her some biscuits, put on her favorite show. And the next time I talk to you, she'll probably be the one smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Before I jump into the next story, can I please ask you to leave a review? Whatever platform you're listening on, whether it be Audio Boom or iTunes, tell me what you think. Let me know if you're enjoying the story. More sex, less sex, more antics. Your advice and, and opinion matters to me. Also, maybe click a couple stars so I know you've been there. Leave me your name, write a comment, whatever. Just let me know you're here. It's Robin Marshall. Here comes the next story. This is not your typical Sugar Mom podcast, but I guess you reach that certain age where you're on your own, your children have left the nest, flown the coop. Your husband may have done the same. So you think, is it time to get a dog? Or do you enjoy your independence? Not having to worry about feeding something or having something pee on the rug? 
Well, as mentioned, I broke down and I got myself a little dog. Sugar dog. (laughs) Because she's a little princess. Her real name is Lucy. Lucy Goosey. (laughs) She drives me crazy. I don't know what I could have been thinking. Oh, all right. Let me calm down. I love this dog. But I will say this, as my daughter was leaving my house with her dog last night, she looked at me and smiled as she picked her dog up. And and with like the biggest grin ever, she says to me, I am so glad after having all five of us that you have a dog that doesn't listen to you. (laughs) And she said it with such glee and malice at the same time I wanted to smacker. But I laughed out loud with her because I knew exactly what she meant. This dog is just, I I don't know. I spend more time standing outside on the backyard lawn while she sits on the patio. I don't even know how to coerce her to go to the bathroom. I've built a doggy door for her. I mean, she's like a queen. She's got a better life than me. If we go outside and I finally get her on the grass, if the wind should blow, I mean like a whisper of a wind, her ears are up in the air and boom, she's back in the house. If the leaves should rustle from wind blowing, she's history. And when we're outside, if she finally decides to go to the bathroom If I look at her, she stops. I have to pretend like I'm not looking. Is this insanity? Today I took her out, and being the imbecile that I am and succumbing to this ridiculous behavior of hers, if you walk out of my house, there's my backyard, and then you can make a right, and there's it's like an L-shaped backyard. So I walk out, and she stays there on the deck, and then I start to run. And I run around the corner thinking that she'll chase me. (laughs) She doesn't. So I'm running for nothing. Oh, it just adds to the pot of glory of having this new dog. If it rains, we can forget about it. My carpet is ruined. I already know. And I have one of those shag carpets, the modern shag carpets. I really think she thinks it's grass. I mean, dogs are colorblind. They don't know what color anything is. It's a aqua blue rug. It's my favorite rug, and it's ruined because it rains. And I've tried everything. I bought that little pad, the thing you can put down that looks like sod. You know, the dogs think is like the real thing. She wouldn't even go near it. I have cleaned that rug. It's got to be 20 times now. I mean, deep cleaned. You can't do it properly because the yarn is so long. But I just keep holding out, hoping that one day she'll get it. But the best was this morning. I come back in the house and I've just had it. I leave her outside by herself. And then I start to worry because, well, you know, she's so little. She could get under. And I've tried to block off every entrance there is underneath the fence. But she's a digger kind of dog. I go outside. Where do I find her? She is sitting on the wooden swing. Just sitting there with her head up in the air and the wind blowing and her ears blowing back. (laughs) Oh, 
I don't know what to do. I really am at a loss. But she's also such a creature of habit. Every morning, you know you love your dog when you feed them before you make yourself a cup of coffee. Right? Well, that's what I do. And I give her a mixture of the wet and the dry food like most of us do. And as my coffee is dripping and I've got my cup, I know she's still eating. I go around the corner and sit in my chair with my phone, put my legs up on the ottoman, and boom, she doesn't even finish her food. She is on my lap, curled up in a ball, and that's where she stays until I'm done going through email and Facebook. I then have to ask permission for her to get off my lap so I can go to work. The other thing, I mean, this is how I know she's smart. When dogs are habitual with things, that means they remember. They have memory retention. She has a little pink carrying case that I use when I take her on the plane, and it's by the front door. And every time I pick up my keys, the dog runs into the case and just lays there. (laughs) And I feel so guilty because I can't take her everywhere I go. But I wind up taking her everywhere I go. Thank God I wasn't this kind of a mother. My kids would be spoiled brats. Yes, 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 I know about caging the dog, but I just can't bring myself to do it. If you try to touch her, she backs away. She's a rescue dog, and she was the tiniest little dog in the whole place. Who knew what had happened to her before I got her? How could I possibly cage her? in clear conscience, even though I want to. I wanted to cage my kids many times and didn't. Why should I change now? I've done it with seven other dogs. I've been like the dog whisperer. My first black lab, I trained to walk outside without the leash. We could do figure eights together. He'd stop when I did my hand signals. He'd come when I'd say, come. I mean, I was really a good dog trainer. This one? I just don't know what's happened to me. I'm too soft. She's so little. She's a chewini. And she looks at me with those big ears that just fall forward and the brown eyes. And then she just starts to shake. I don't know if that's characteristic of the breed or if I'm like Attila the Hun. I haven't done anything to her except try to get her to go to the bathroom. Anyway, that's a day in the life of a sugar mom and a sugar dog, and I could use some advice. If anybody cares to speak up, woof! (laughs) Thanks for letting me rant. (laughs) Before I move on to the next story, once again, I'm asking for you to leave me a review. Click a few stars. Tell me what you like. Just say hello. You can find me on iTunes, Audioboom, any of the podcast platforms, and you can just leave a message right there on the screen. Type your little message. Let me know what you think. It's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom. The next chapter of Sugar Mom and Sugar Dog. What could be better than real-life stories on a daily basis? I mean, every day seems to be a new adventure in Robin's world. Or the world of Sugar Mom. Whichever, it's one and the same. This morning, I decided to get up early, make myself a cup of coffee, take a bath, take the dog out, you know, the normal things. And then my cell rang. It was my son. I sat down on the couch and we started to talk. 
And something that was very distressing was the topic of conversation, which kept me glued to the phone while listening, offering advice, as we always do, parents forever. And in the meantime, the dog, Sugar Dog, had been running back and forth and back and forth, which is really unlike her while I was on the phone. Just running back and forth, like from the bedroom to me, the bedroom to me. Like, in my head, I'm thinking, who does she think she is? Lassie? (laughs) The long and short of it is, I hung up the phone, grabbed my coffee, went into my office, and as I came to my office door, I heard a noise. Oh my God. I ran into the bathroom, remembering that I had turned on the bathwater, praying as I opened the door. You know how you have that fleeting moment where you pray that you couldn't have done something as stupid as you really know you just did? But you know that you did, and there's no sense in praying? Well, if you're anything like me, you'll get what I just said. I opened the door to find four inches of water, quickly turned the faucet off. How do I know it was four inches? I was so baffled by the fact that I allowed this to happen, I went and got a tape measure. Yes, I wanted to measure my stupidity. (laughs) Well, I used every towel in the house. I used three rolls of paper towels. All my shoes and boots in the closet were floating. Had to get them out of there. (laughs) And I still had at least two inches of water ran out to the garage and found a mover's blanket. And can I be the first one to tell you that mover's blankets are (laughs) non-absorbent? So what good did that do? And then I found an egg crate that I used on somebody's mattress at some point. That helped. And then I started using my clothes because I ran out of everything. And the dog is just sitting in the bedroom watching. Like she's not even moving. Almost like she's saying to me, tried to tell ya. (laughs) God. And so all of the wet things I threw into my oversized bathtub, went to the garage, got some crates, threw all the wet things in the crates, dragged them out to the courtyard, hung all the wet stuff on chairs. Oh, and while I'm pulling these heavy crates of towels The dog is hanging on to the end of a towel on the other side as I'm pulling. I'm dragging her along. Oh, what a day. Just a sight for sore eyes. This day could only get better. You see, that's how I see it. The glass is always half full. And I have a flight to catch later. You can only imagine what that's going to be, because if you know me, you know I never take a flight that's uneventful. And I'll let you know on that one. I'm going home to see my kids so they can spend time with their crazy mom. And that's it for today. But, you know, the day is still young. (laughs) I mean, it's only 10 o'clock. And I'm exhausted. And my back hurts. But the good news is, I have a clean bathroom floor. And it's just dawning on me that I can't take a bath or shower because I don't have a towel. It's just ridiculous. How can someone that calls themselves a sugar mom get themselves in a situation like this? We're supposed to be smart women. I'm supposed to be intelligent. I'm supposed to have it together. See five steps ahead. (sighs) 
I guess every sugar mom can slip up every once in a while. But two days in a row? I need to slow my ass down. At least that's what my mom would have said. You're moving too quickly. You shouldn't be multitasking. You gotta slow your ass down before you give yourself a heart attack. I can hear her now. Ugh, I hate to admit when she's right. And it seems to be happening more now than ever before. What's up with that? Sometimes I see her in the mirror. Scares the shit out of me. Doesn't that make you so angry that you now know that all those years back then your mom was right? And now you can't tell her? Anyway, before I really go off on a tantrum. As if you don't think I'm crazy enough to begin with, there's more. But, you know, I would love to hear from you. So leave me a message right there on the podcast page. iTunes, Audio Boom, whichever you prefer. Tell me what you think. Are you liking the stories? Do you like it better when I talk about sex and passion and intimacy? Or do you enjoy laughing in the middle of the day at some of the shenanigans that I come up with that are all true, by the way? I mean, you can't make this shit up. Come on. But I would appreciate a response. Or an acknowledgement. Click a star. You know, say, hey, sugar mom, I'm with you. <laughs> Here comes the next sugar mom, sugar dog story. I walked into my studio in my bathrobe and slippers with sugar dog. And I happen to look to my right and there's my dog jumping up and down in the air, leaping, looking up. And as I looked up to see what in the world she was looking at, I saw the biggest, monstrous uh, insect floating there. It, it was as big as a helicopter. And I froze in place. A scream came out of me that I didn't even know I had in me. And I looked around for something to hit this thing with because I don't want to squish it. Ugh, I don't like killing bugs at all, but I certainly don't like them flying around my hair. So I grabbed the natural thing, which was a sticky pad pad and I threw it at it. <laughs> oh, my God. And of course, now my shoulder hurts all this before nine o'clock. I missed the damn thing. The dog is still jumping for it. And then I grabbed a bathroom towel, you know, the little ones. And I started swatting at it. And I scared the dog so badly that she went to the bathroom on the floor. Oh, God. And this thing is fluttering around my head. I'm screaming. The dog is shitting. And the thing looks like, uh, I mean, I've never seen such a big thing with those legs that hang down. So I swat it one more time and I just couldn't see where it wound up, which makes it even worse. I ran into the bathroom to check my hair. I would have dropped dead right there of a heart attack. Who needs cancer when you have a bug that big that lands in your hair? That's it for me. <clears throat> and I've been walking around the house looking for this thing because after swatting it one time, it bounced back up. I thought for sure it's got to be still in the house somewhere. Well, at this point, I've got to compose myself and get myself back to work. The dog is calm. I no longer have to take her out. <laughs> and uh, 
I'm going to go take one last look around to see if my little friend is still flying around anywhere. And that's how my birthday began. Oh, God. You know, I just remembered. I don't do well with bugs. I used to, if I would see something big, I would close the room that the bug was in and not let anyone open it until my husband got home. I don't care what I needed from that room. I'd leave that door shut until he got home. And that's the part that I hate the most about living alone. Nothing else bothers me. Just the fact that I don't have a bug killer. So lastly, before I leave you, please, whatever platform you're listening on, there's a comments section that you can leave me a note. Tell me about your own four-legged friends. What, what do you do with them when you have sex? Or are they just, you know, conditioned already? <laughs> I'd also love very much if you could leave me a review. It helps me to understand what more I can do and maybe what I should do less. Or feel free to click on one, two, three, skip a few, five, six stars. That would just be a nice gesture. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, and I look forward to talking to you next time. And don't forget, on Thursdays, I release anywhere from three to five chapters of my book called The Diary of a Sugar Mom. Very enticing, sexually stimulating, introspective read. Something that'll really make you think, go down deep, and wonder if you could do it yourself. Anything to protect our kids. You'll have to listen and see for yourself. And if you've missed any of the chapters, you can go back and download all of them for free. It's a token of my appreciation for having you here. It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. Westwood One Podcast Production.